G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper Leagues AFLW Fantasy Podcast. Uh, this time we are heading into round four and it was an eventful week of AFLW football. Uh, eventful week of men's football, but I don't think we should talk about that too much because it's hijacked the no, showcase. You've, you've vented too much for me already. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit awkward in here. Well, not the only one. Uh, I think there's many Port supporters out there that are quite upset. But again, the Port women... Had a win on the weekend, and it was the yes. first on the road, so I'm not going to let it overshadow that fact. Amazing. Yes, it was really good. Um, I didn't actually get to see it because it was my son's birthday over the weekend. I actually, I watched the, I watched the replay, but at the time, like, it was because my son's birthday had family over and stuff like that, and then like I checked the scores, and I was like, holy shit, we won, so I had to go back and rewatch it, but really good to see that on the weekend, but we're not here to talk about real footy, here to talk about fantasy. Mm-hmm. Kays, what'd you, how much how much did you watch on the weekend? Uh, I watched a bit, actually. Uh, yep. I watched a bit on Saturday um, during the day, and then... Um, Watched the Port game on Sunday, actually. Ran the City to Bay here in Adelaide oh, yeah, and then nice. uh, put my feet up on the bed and uh, just watched the, the Port Saints game. It was not too bad, actually. Real uh, seesawing affair and then Port kind of kicked away towards the end of the game late and, um, yeah, their first win on the road, so it's very cool. All right, like I said, we need to talk about more than just the Port game, but it was good. Um. <laughs> I also, what other games did I watch? I watched the... God, I can't remember them now. Uh, I actually, so I missed my girl Jasmine Garner's game. I actually went back and watched the, the KO mini of that one because uh, she is definitely my favourite player in the league. Um, I watched the the West Coast Carlton game and I also watched the, was it the, God, now I can't remember. That's all right. West Coast Carlton game. We and the, we watched some footy on the weekend. And the Giants and Richmond because, oh uh, yeah, I was quite impressed with uh, my girl Eilish Sheeran in the back line for the Tigers. Oh, um, she gets a mention in my uh, my team tonight, but... Uh, Let's uh, let's just recap how your team went over the weekend. Yep, so I scored 14-19, uh, which has me ranked at 2,681. Uh, so uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen that I was trying to get in uh, Kiara Bowers on Friday, didn't have enough cash, thought, all right, well, I'll bring in my girl Jazzy Garner and put the C on her. She got a 154, so that worked out perfectly. I think Bowers only scored maybe a 106 or something like that. I did notice you traded out Anne Hatchard, though, for her. I did. Very I, sideways. And it was, but I thought that uh, um, Garner was going to be at a lowest point if I was going to bring in someone. So, yeah, and Hatchard scored, like, I know she scored a 130 on the weekend, but yeah. her first couple of games hadn't been as good as someone like a, an Ed Marinoff or um, yeah. someone like Long-term that. Long-term, it, it is a good option, but... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to avoid sideways too much at the moment because I still feel like we've got a very short amount of time to build a strong team. Yeah. But, um, well, anyway. I kind of just wanted to bring in a, like a genuine captain option. That was my kind of thinking, which is why, you know, with yep. the Bowers, but uh, sideways-ish to Garner and obviously Laura Gardner. Uh, the Swan star, she scored 151 for me as well. But what about you, Hef? Um, yeah, so I scored 1460, now ranked uh, 2,227. Taking the lead. It's a bit of a Richie Benno uh, <clears throat> score there. Um my best performer, I had Laura Gardner as well, but there's a few in my team that I was pretty happy with. So, for example, um, I guess uh, Amy Smith yep. from uh, North Melbourne, good to see her put up a decent score, Same, where, where yep. my defence is really lacking at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Christy Stratton uh, in my forward line, now just banging on about our CBA numbers and stuff that we have on our website and using that as a bit of a, a guide because I'm really actually clueless when it comes to AFLW. I don't know enough about the players, um, their backstories, their histories, what sort of players they are, that sort of stuff. So I have to rely on a bit of data and stats and stuff like that. So she had the 80% uh, rise in CBAs last week. Um, Chucked her in the forward line because I knew she was playing in the midfield and scored another decent score with 78 there. So nice. she was a bit of a highlight there as well. Um, the other one would probably be Tiana Smith too. Um, coming on the, She's on my bench. I didn't actually have her on field. But 
again, what we we're kind of starting to see her break out now. I mm-hmm. think so. Tiana Smith is probably another one for the week. My worst performance. Mm. was Jessica Sedunnery. So, we're talking about it last week because she was priced so cheaply mm-hmm. and scored, I think, 80-odd last week. And looking at Jaden's uh, break-evens that he's putting up on Twitter, she only needed to score 26 to hit that break-even and she scored, I think, 9 or 10 or something mm. like that. So, <laughs> that's cool. I thought, I thought uh, my uh, girl, I brought in Zoe Wakfer on the weekend with 10 was going to be the lowest of the week, but uh, it's nice to see that you beat me there. Yeah, so I actually had that 9 on field though as well. I had 10 on field oh, as well. Yeah, and oh, okay. I, had a tw- I had a 10 on field. I had a 20 on field. Um, I had a couple of really ranked scores. Yeah, apart from my nine um, from Sedunnery, I actually scored pretty well for the week. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about what I'm going to do to fix up some of those things later on in the show. Um, yeah, before we do, let's uh, catch up with the Marmalade boys and see how their week's been. All right, we're here with Checkers and Will Taylor. We're back for another week. I don't know why they keep getting us on this pod because we don't bring a lot of Actual skill to this game, do we? No, we're all right. We're all right. We pack Hef- yourself in. Hef and Case are in the uh, in the studio, bringing you all the stats, crunching all the hard numbers, and we're just out here in Melbourne, just kicking the fo- footy around, kicking the footy with all the girls, and just floating around. And uh, yeah, I'm ranked outside the top ten thousand. So uh, fantasy <laughs> for AFLW, maybe not quite my game, but we have been loving the AFLW as a whole and enjoying the whole experience. I guess we we went out last week. We did a few things with the AFLW. What do we have on? So last week we were King Torps with the Hosking Twins. We were down with their King coach, uh, Nathan Chapman. Very good man. Taught us a few things. Uh, Jess Hosking taught us a few things. We're torping one from the pocket and just showing us why she's an AFL player. Uh, we've also caught up with some of the Essendon AFLW players and interviewed a few of them at an open training session. Yeah, so the last last week we were out with Jess and Sarah Hosking down at Richmond, Punt Road Oval. We got to do a tour of the facilities. Yeah, awesome facilities. Got to go in the there. change rooms. They're about to knock them down, so uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to redevelop. But uh, we got to go in and have a look before they do that. And uh, we got inside the change rooms. I got to see all the lockers, um, all the all the pools, and uh, I'm trying to think what else was in there. There was uh, we had we had some smoothies in their kitchen. We went in the Richmond kitchen and the gym. You were you were throwing some weights around in the gym. Yeah, so I was uh, doing a few push-ups, uh, lifting a few of the weights, doing a few squats, just keeping myself uh, fit and healthy pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> pre-season started early for you. Um, and then we went out there, we had a kick. Uh, Sarah couldn't have a kick because she was coming back from a hamstring injury, but Jess had a kick. And then unfortunately on the weekend, first minute of the game, went and crunched her ankle and uh, has snapped it, it and now needs surgery. So she'll be oh, out for the rest of the season. Jeez. But we got, we got some torps in before she snapped it. That's what yes. she said when I messaged her. She said, at least I got my torps in early. Exactly right. Um, and then, yeah, most recently we, we just went out to Essendon Open training yesterday and uh, watched the girls run around. They had a pretty long hit out as well. Yeah, big. And it was a nice and warm day for them. The sun was out, no it clouds. Hit out. Yeah, it was crazy long. But they were put through their paces and God, didn't they show up. Yeah, some good skills. And then we got on the Oval after and got to interview a few of the girls. Then also over the weekend, speaking of the Essendon girls, I went back to Adelaide with Schraderade and we went to Adelaide Crows versus Essendon women's at Unley Oval on the Saturday before the Port uh, semi-final. So the men's semi-final at night, but we went to the women's game in the afternoon and the, the turnout was amazing. Yeah, I reckon. There's a couple thousand there, which is crazy. It was good weather. There was a lot on in Adelaide. Obviously, all the amateur finals going on and in all the sports. So it's, it's quite a busy time of year where people just all, you know, got a lot of commitments on. But yeah, still people rocking up to the AFLW. Can't wait to see what the attendances look like after the men's season wraps up. Jeez, you can only imagine how big it's going to be. 
We're gonna we're, we're planning a trip at the moment. We're planning a trip. I don't know if we announce it. We're, we're planning a bit of a road trip to go watch some AFLW coming up. Down at the Bull. We're going the, to the Bull. The Warner Bull. We're gonna go drive to Warner Bull in a few weeks. I think we might take this segment of the pod on the road and we'll go down to Warner Bull and watch some AFLW because um, the Essendon girls have. Maybe swindled us a little bit into uh, maybe being fans of their team. Yes, we've been sweet talked into going to one of their home games down down the coast, down at the Warnable. Why? Why has it pricked your interest, though, Checkman? Well, Warnable is the home of Sun Gold Milk. So, being a milk connoisseur, um, I have never actually tried Sun Gold Milk, and it's one of the ones I've never tried. And they they make it fresh in Warnable. So, I'm hoping we can double up the trip. Maybe go to the women's game. Maybe go to the milk factory. Maybe milk a few cows. Maybe drink some fresh product. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the stadium is Sun Gold Milk Stadium as well. Yeah, so I don't think they're playing footy at Sun Gold Milk Stadium because that's a car racing stadium from memory. Oh, but okay. we can go visit Sun Gold Milk Stadium for sure. We Absolutely. can definitely we can pop in for a visit. Yeah, we'll have to. Anyways, we'll come back later on in the pod. We'll chat some fantasy. Um, hope, hope you're enjoying all the actual analysis that Hef and Case are providing. So keep it up, lads. And we'll see you later on. We'll check in with our teams that no one really wants to hear about because they're ranked very, very low. <laughs> Will, before we go, what's your ranking? My ranking is currently 5,700. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, on to the top five performers of this week. Uh, we've already talked about her a little bit, so we'll start with Jasmine Garner. Scored 154 points. Case, what'd you make of her game? Uh, went back and watched the highlights, as I said, because I wanted to see the Jasmine Garner show. Yeah, she's still, honestly, my favourite player in the league. She just looks classy, uh, kicked another really nice goal um, from about 50 metres out. She's got a, a super leg on her. Yeah, look, contested beast, um, stoppage gun. There's nothing she can't do. Um, I think from what we've seen so far, she's easily going to be the, the top scorer in the game this season, I reckon. Um, I, know the, I know Bowers has had a good game, but you know Garner's put in three massive scores. So, um, yeah, I think uh, get on board if it's not too late because she's going to be super strong for the rest of the season. Now, she didn't make my captain options last week, and surprisingly, she doesn't make them again this week. So. Well, <laughs> sounds good. I'll put the captain op- option on her for me. And, uh, do you know who they're playing? Do you know who they're playing this week? No, I haven't looked that far ahead. They're playing Brisbane, mm. who have one of the best taggers in the competition. So okay. it's going to be interesting. Um, I sh- like. I do believe you would put the captain see on her. Mm. It's just that my model goes um, very much on numbers, um, and it's heavily weighted towards opposition because that's generally generally the biggest factor in. Uh, in AFL men's scoring is the opposition they're playing against and how mm-hmm. like, midfields go. But Geelong was supposed to be a hard matchup last week and she's she still smoking. pumped out a 154. So, it's my girl, um, Jazz. Yeah, so like she really should be in there. And like I said, these aren't mine. These are my data model uh, pumping out the stupid <laughs> This is a classic. This is really, really just setting himself up. Look, I didn't say it was the data that was selling, telling you this. Well, Not myself. Yeah. I'm just the mouthpiece for the data. That's to be what, fair, that's the data didn't really pick anyone else uh, decent last week. I think there might have been one or two good ones in there. I can't remember what they were. But yeah, Garner wasn't in there. And she comes up against Brisbane, who are a tough uh, matchup for midfielders, given that they play, like, I can't remember the name, but they've got the best tagger in, in the comp. And that'll that, be a good game. Yeah, uh, well, North definitely. Brisbane. Definitely. Um, Laura Gardner was the other one, 151 points. Oh. 41 disposals. So she was only one off the AFLW mm. disposal record and couldn't have done any more for Sydney to try to get them over the line. Um, just a gun mid-listed as a forward in fantasy. is what you love to see. Like, you yep. saw your Tarantos this year, your Cornelios, all those, um, your, your kind of Rosies, like one of those that you you're only going to have in the forward line for one year, but absolutely gone. But yeah, she started around 600K and now is the one of the highest averaging players in the competition. I didn't start with her. So. Well, 
She's got 151 against the line. So, yeah. your your model is broken. Oh, <laughs> well, she's a forward. The so data is broken. The data would uh, actually count her as a she's forward. She's come up against the Eagles bigger. this week. So, it could be a genuine fill up. The Eagles uh, yeah. suck. I do need champion data to update those real positions to have them as a midfielder because, yeah, she'll definitely still be a forward under those numbers. That's the thing. Um, and Hatchard uh, was the next one. 133 points, mm-hmm. 27 disposals, nine tackles, and five marks. Uh, two goals as well. And I reckon that's what really kind of set her off. And you were saying before, I was saying before, he traded at Hatchard. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be kicking two goals. She probably should have kicked three, I think, in the end as well. Like, she was an absolute dominant performance. And we saw Marinoff have, like, a lesser game. And mm-hmm. that's probably not going to happen each week as well. So, yep. that was our best score of the year too. But she was clearly the best on ground. So, Anne Hatchard, what an absolute beast. Uh, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'm obviously Port Adelaide supporter. I don't like the Crows very much, but both the Crows men's and Crows women's, there's fantasy players that I absolutely love in mm-hmm. their teams, and Hatchard's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is Ebony Marinoff, who was the next highest scorer of the week. She had 124 points. Um, you just know what you're getting each week yeah. from her. Oh, Marinoff is just safe as houses. Yeah, absolutely. She should be the one. I should have had my captain see on every week mm. so far, and I would be much higher up the ranks if yep. I did it because yep. I don't think I have had a big captain score yet this season so yeah um, or there's always been someone who scored more in my side anyway mm-hmm. um, the other one in, in the top five was Mia King from North Melbourne had 120 points um, she had a solid game in the midfield um, yep. yeah so I guess it was yeah a good matchup in the end for midfielders she's just one that though like I'm not sure if she just got off the leash in this game and it's, if it's one I could actually trust going forward she's not in that you've only got five midfielders I'm not yeah. sure if I'd ever consider bringing her in and she's all. that third stringer at North yeah, behind exactly. um, Garner and Riddell so, yeah and Riddell um, had a quiet game she as did. well so yeah. that's probably more of the reason there now again I wish we could dissect this a bit more but we'll talk about some of the underpriced players so the top five underpriced players of the week um, and this is just going points per dollar type thing um, Tiana Smith had 93 points and she was only 465k before the week started because she had that low score in round one mm-hmm. but yeah now she's uh, now she's really getting up there um, really making her mark in that St Kilda midfield one of uh, St Kilda's best players in a losing side as well so yeah pretty decent there have you been liking her uh, performances so far yeah from what I saw on um, the last couple of weeks and, and on the weekend obviously watching him a bit closer with the Port game yeah she was really good um, one of their their standouts and yeah probably kept in the game for a fair chunk of it too yeah um, Charlotte Mullins is the next one we'll talk about um, she had 80 points on the weekend so she's played all three games this year I think that might be her first three games of her career but this was her breakthrough game we will say it was against Sydney so it was a pretty easy opposition and they were pretty dominant this game but she was playing as a half forward despite being listed as a midfield so that doesn't really help her in terms of fan- fantasy but yeah she kicked a couple goals and um, set one up as well and she should have a low break even next week but again I don't know how you squeeze these midfielders into mm. your side that's the hard part t- so many was. midfielders like yeah. uh, across the board in in the whole you know women's fantasy, yeah. which they kind of gave us an extra player or two just to, yeah. to break things up a bit. This is like my thinking as well because my backline sucks. And oh. So does everyone's. Like, do I try to patch a hole there, or do I just keep bringing like you know if I got someone like Mariana Anthony who I should probably bring in. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry, get out and then bring another midfielder in just to kind of boost that scoring because it's just way more reliable than bringing in a defender and just watching him score a 50 or a 60 each week. That's probably the hardest thing, especially I suppose forwards have been a bit more reliable, but the, your defenders, like I know it's only been three weeks, it's a small sample size, but it just feels like all those yeah. scores have yo-yoed so much. Like yeah. you'll bring someone in, then they'll have a stinking week and then yeah. you trade them out and then they have a good week. Like the, there's been, it's been such a roller coaster with some of these scorers so far this season. Um, Tanya Kennedy from Sydney had 77 points. Um, she was priced at 369k before this week. Um, another Irish girl playing out of defence for Sydney. Um, 
quite a few intercept possessions, but Sydney were getting peppered all day. But I think she was one that was injured last season, so that's why she's probably a bit cheaper. But she might be one to watch here for a cheap forward option, as a uh, cheap defender option, sorry, mm-hmm. um, if you're trying to kind of just fill out that line and use money elsewhere to actually get players that are more reliable and more consistent. I think that's a big learning point from this year. I'm, I will never spend as much in defence again mm-hmm. as I did this year. I think you've also just got to, like, from what I've seen, you've got to nail those rookies. Like, you can't screw them up. You know, like, if you took, um, was it like Cordner or someone like that? You know, was she $300,000? Yeah, she was cheap. She was cheap. You know, like, if you you nail those cheap options, you're set. Like, but if you don't, you're playing catch up from so far back. The uh, last two underpriced players we'll talk about are Jenna Richardson um, from Hawthorne and uh, Emily Everest was also from Hawthorne. Jenna Richardson, um, just another uh, rebounding defender that we've kind of talked about, but um, she's only played a handful of games. Um, she was in a, a de- had a good game in the side that got beaten to Fremantle. So, again, she's another maybe cheap option if you're trying to pad out your um, defenders with just people who could be semi-reliable, although I took this strategy last week and ended up with a nine on my field. So, <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's uh, one to think about. But then there's also Evelyn. Emerist who had 69 points um, she's, she was only 300k at the start of this round she's a key defender she didn't play round one and uh, scored 19 in round uh, two so she's probably more than likely to dip back down next week but again we'll have a low break even when the numbers come out um, took seven marks in defence and that's where most of her scoring came from in a, in a, team, that was a team that were getting beaten I guess um, my yeah, my issue was just yeah, they yo-yo, they yo-yo so much. And I don't know if you'd want a key defender in your side. And plus, yeah, when the break evens do come out, they're not like you see something like twenty-five, and like, that's doable. And then they yeah. just don't do it. Like. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the, the scores are a lot yeah. lower than the men's. I think you yeah. just got to adjust your, your thinking a bit. I think what we've noticed um, in, in the in the points, uh, sorry, the uh, the money making game that like if someone has a big score in their first week, they skyrocket up. Mm-hmm. But if they have, and this is probably goes without saying, but they have a, a weak score in the first round and then have a good score in the next round, that second that kind of goes on their average a bit more. So like mm-hmm. it's not like they're going to jump up as much mm-hmm. after that. And they, you know, if someone look at Tiana Smith, um, who had a big score last week, but a, a twenty or so in the first week, she was only at four hundred sixty-five k last week, and now she's up to six hundred eighty-two after that second week. So if you can jump on someone after they've had a shit first week and get their second big score, that's you might get someone a bit cheaper. Yep. Um, well, yeah, because the price rising happens so quickly. But good, cool. anyway, they're the uh, top five scorers of the week um, for both the underpriced and the top scorers uh, in the game. All right, the lads are back. Um, we're talking fantasy now. We talked earlier in the episode about some of our experiences with the AFLW in the last week, but the fantasy side, Willie, how is your side looking at the moment? Uh, on the weekend, I scored 1,300 points. The main contributors to that one were obviously Laura Gardner. I Ad- don't have her. I don't oh, have her and it's hurting me. She she racked up the second most amount of disposals in an AFLW game. Uh, Ed Marinoff came in with a clutch 120. The Crows girls went well. It was uh, Hatchie scored 130 and Marinoff scored 120 plus... Plus, you had a Ponter kick three goals. So, they're pretty popular selections. I mean, yeah. you had – I see a lot of teams with Hatchie and Marinoff and Ponter, so they would have gone pretty well. Um, what about you, you more unique players that maybe not everyone has? Is there anyone in there that scored well? My more unique players, you know, you've got your your decent forwards, uh, Aaron Phillips, Katie Brennan, 85 and 71 points. You're rocking Aaron Phillips. Yeah, Aaron Phillips. She's just a v- versatile player, I reckon. I saw her at the airport. And she was getting mobbed. 
like Trey was getting mobbed and Aaron Phillips was getting mobbed and I was just standing back watching it unfold. <laughs> one of the one of the cheaper players who she slipped down over the first few weeks just because she probably wasn't racking as many points as she usually is. Uh, Jesse Wardlaw for St Kilda down forward. She's their key forward. She racked up seventy on the weekend. So it's pretty handy. It's pretty handy. I'm looking. I'm looking for the price to rise in the next coming weeks. The price rises are killing me at the moment. I've I started the year with Libby Birch. And then I was going to trade her out after round one. She scored a 30 and I, I bumped into her at Melbourne Open Training. And I thought she was pretty nice to me. She, she, she swindled me a little bit and was really nice to me, asking me how the resis are going and everything. So I was like, no, nah, I, can't, I can't trade her out. She's, 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 a, she's a fan of the podcast. Yes. Maybe not, maybe not my podcast, but someone's podcast. But she was, she was giving me plenty. So I didn't trade her out. I kept her and she just keeps dishing up 30s. And now she's gone down 400K in price. And it's going to be very hard to get rid of her because she's just playing key back. And I feel like this year the key backs just aren't scoring. Yeah, as as we drift on to the backman, my... The only one that's really scoring well would be like Emma Carney and uh, Hannah Priest. Yeah, I've got Priesty in my back line. She's still around 870K. Emma Carney at 850 almost. But the North Melbourne player playing alongside her, Amy Smith, scored a cruisy little 86 points on the weekend. It's pretty handy. they Problem is, I've lost all my cash already down back, and I, I really need to make those trades early. I've, I've now my team value is struggling, and I think in a ten game season, I've written myself off. Oh no! But yeah, not starting Laura Gardner and then starting all my cash in my defense has, has just blown blown my season out. Yeah, we're only in round three, and my season's done. Oh dearie me, that's I mean, all right. We're probably almost thirty percent of the way through the season, though. So if we're thirty way thirty percent of the way through a men's season. We'd be looking at what, like round eight, round seven. So, I mean, by round seven or eight, you sort of know whether your season's on track or not. So, round three in the AFLW game, I'm done. Oh, dearie me. Put me in the bin. All right, lads, I'm going to listen to some feedback you've got. Hopefully, you've got some advice for me because I really need some help with my team this week. Cheers, boys. All right, thanks to Checkers and Co for giving us their insights there. Uh, all right, let's round off the show with some captains and then our trade plans case. So, number one again this week... I have Kiara Bowers. Any surprises? Kiara Bowers. You can't just go past her history. Yes, she had 104 on the weekend, but if that's going to be her floor for the year, which I think it might be, actually, um, you're going to be pretty happy with that. Yes, I made her captain. Yes, I was slightly disappointed with some of the other uh, scorers on the field, but I'm just going to back her in for the consistency because I know I'm probably going to get 100 plus each week. And, you know, look at the first week, I wanted Georgia Prasparks as captain because she scored huge mm-hmm. week four and then got an 80. So I feel this yeah. is, it just feels chasing this in this game is tough. Like yeah, oh yeah, you always feel like you're a week behind. Yep. So I'm just going to back her in to uh, go big. She's uh, nice. never actually played against Essendon before and, and never played at Windy Hill, but I think only one team has. So <laughs> right. it's hard to uh, get a plus, get a gauge. Plus the Bombers gave up what Hatchard and um, Marinoff yeah, scores on big the week. Point. So. And she's uh, going at a last three average of 141. So got to keep backing her in. Um, Georgie Prasparkas comes up against Port Adelaide, who are giving up big points to midfielders as well. Again, she's never played them, never played at Alberton Oval, but just going on her recent form, she's averaging 114 from her last three and uh, 95 from her last five games. Surely well. you're going down to watch this. Uh, yeah, probably George, will, actually. Yeah, I'll take, uh, probably take Alpha. I asked him if he wanted to go, and he said yes, so I'll do that. Uh, but yeah, might even take him to Sanford. Might just do a footy weekend. Sanford Hell final yeah. on Sunday might be pretty good. Um Next is Ebony Marinoff. Uh, she comes up against GWS, who are struggling uh, this week. She actually averages 127 from her last three games against them so um, and had 148 in her last score against them as well. So wow. just backing out, especially coming off like a lower week, you just kind of 
always expect them to bounce back. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, in lower weeks, she still scored 120. It's just that she wasn't like the best performer for the Crows, that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Charlie Rowbottom, I'm going to back in my girl again. She comes up against Western Bulldogs, who absolutely leak points to our midfielders there. Um, the last time she played at at home she's got 144 that was a couple of weeks ago but uh, she's obviously got she's also got a last uh, game average of 104 against Western Bulldogs too so I'd say that's a minimum this week especially playing at home and the first time she features in my captain options is Laura Gardner um, she is obviously on fire at the moment had 140 51 last week she's a top forward in the game probably will be the F1 at the end of the season um, and is averaging 121.3 this season Absolute gun. And West Coast stinks, so... No, they're playing against West Coast. Sorry, that's the most important piece of uh, information right there. Now, Jasmine Garner did come in at sixth. And, but, yeah, that's the other thing because she's playing against a really good tagger this weekend, which she's likely going to Keep doubting her. She listens to the pod and she hates that you keep leaving her out. <laughs> uh, I reckon if she goes big next week, it's then she'll be probably number one for the, the next uh, probably seven weeks in a row. But, uh, yeah, again, don't blame me. Blame the data. Um, it's heavily weighted towards opposition. I'll blame you. <laughs> Maybe I should tweak it to be less, uh, yeah, opposition biased. Anyway, let's talk about your trade plans for the week, Kays. What are you thinking about doing? Radio. So, after saying, I was going to fix up my backline last week and then not fixing up my backline uh, with scores of like 10 and 30 or something like that. I need to fix up my backline. So the big conundrum was I've got both Alice Edmonds and um, Matilda Scholes as rock options. Yep. I am going to keep Matilda Scholes over Alice Edmonds. So I'm trading her out. So, so you're um, matching the rest of the competition essentially. So basically, uh, Edmonds started off with 100 and then she's kind of gone 250s in a row. Uh, Edmonds is 938. I think Shoals is about the same price. I've gone to trade out. Um, I've kept, sorry, I'm keeping Shoals because she's got two of the easier ruck options, uh, ruck opposition in uh, coming up. So I think they play Geelong this week. Uh, they give up the most um, for rucks and they also play GWS in round th- Where are you getting those opposition 10. stat numbers? What's, what's, where you uh, from? That's from keeperleaguepod.com.au. Oh, oh, so cool, cool. it's basically formed the decision of who <laughs> I'm going with. So And, and Shoals is basically, she's. Averaging like 75. She's yeah. just super steady, which is, which and is good. like so. I said, you're not losing... You will not lose out by doing it because the Correct. rest of the competition has her. Correct. So, so yeah. she's going to... So, getting rid of... Uh, Edmonds is going to free up some cash. Getting rid of Sarah Goodwin and Serene Watson from my defence. And so, to take uh, Scholes' spot, I'm bringing in Ariana Hetherington, who's just a uh, cheap ruck from Fremantle, just to keep some... Cash going, but in my back line, I'm bringing in the inform Claudia Gunjaka from uh, Geelong, who had a 70 and an 80 to her um, score uh, to her tally this year, and also Nicole Bresnahan from uh, the Ruse, who is very consistent, uh, kind of averaging that low 70. So if I can get two girls in there who can just kind of get me a 60 or a 70 that I don't have to worry about anymore I think that's going to keep my um, my side in good stead going forward oh, I had similar thoughts going towards my back line but again I'm just happy to let it rot and try to make up points in the midfield where I'm more confident that I'm going to get some points there so mm-hmm. um, my first trade I guess the freest catch was Tamara Luke down to Mia Bush um, Tamara Luke was just playing on my utility anyway she just scored big round one that's the reason why I brought her in low break even mm-hmm. has made me a shitload of cash she's been solid um, though yeah like, she has been solid but yeah. she's not anywhere on my near my field at yeah. the moment yeah um, yeah, so just not having her there, I just thought of cash in. She's got more money to make, I reckon, probably another week or two. But again, you've got to 
just free up cash to kind of get moving in this game because you've only got 10 weeks to do it in. Mm-hmm. So she's going down to Mere Bush to free up, uh, what, another 300 or so K there. Then I'm going to trade Mariana Anthony out and get Mon Conti in. Um, I think mm-hmm. like, she's only averaging in the 90s, but her price is starting to more reflect that 90 average anyway. And the plan is to kind of use it as a bit of a stepping stone to say get up to someone like Ghana maybe after this week. Mm-hmm. In That's hoping an interesting she gets, trade. Hoping she gets tagged. Was that? Well, because I watched the that game on the weekend, the the um, uh, was it Richmond game? Yeah, and like I feel if she wasn't going to score well against like the Giants, you know, I don't know. She's, yeah, she's she had been like a, a bit against the Crows the week before. She though. has a hundred at ninety four yeah. and an eighty four. Like I just kind of expect a little bit more, but she's got Carlton this week, so and that's who, the other option too. Yeah, one of the better some scores. One of the better midfielder matchups. Are they, is that still happening? Those Carlton scores after this weekend? I haven't actually checked it this week. But uh, average? Are they still a still a good team to score against? Because they had a good game uh, against West Coast. They've dropped down a bit. They're probably like six now. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. the West Coast game, yeah. West Coast midfielders want to put up much against them. But anyway, um, so Monconti's coming in. I don't really plan on keeping her forever. It's just I think she's pretty reasonably priced given that she's only averaging the 90s and she's come down a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to pick up someone like Brianna Davey who's come up heaps in the last few weeks because I think she's kind of running out of cash to make, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so then I'm going to fix up my background. Same deal. I'm going to get rid of Jessica Sedunnery for one week for the nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring in Eilish Sheeran uh, in as well because yep. she's dropped to that point where she's probably priced at her average now as yep. well. So she's probably just good value to get And in. she was really good in defence for, for Richmond. She yep. was hungry and, and laying some good tackles and yep. getting some cheap so yeah, yeah she looked good on the weekend so hopefully that kind of fixes my backline uh, problem without kind of breaking the bank too much because I've got the one hole there but yeah uh, that's pretty much it for this week so thank you for joining us once again on the Keeper League's AFLW show uh, I'm glad we didn't spend ages uh, complaining about Port Adelaide's loss in the Elimination they final, won. semi-final. Oh, I thought you were talking about the women. <laughs> and we've, we focused on women's football uh, for the majority of the podcast. So that is fantastic. That's what we're here to do. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening once again, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya, and enjoy your Twitter burners for the rest of tonight. <laughs> yeah. Don't have any. Don't have any. I swear. Lies. <laughs>